Welcome to Well That Was Weird, the podcast, where two metalheads answer the internet's weirdest questions, share stories, and give their opinions on things no one cares about. My name is Isaiah, and I spent my entire stimulus check on bidets. Come watch me use them all on YouTube. And I... <laughs> <laughs> that was too bad. <laughs> and I'm Chance, and I'm not wearing this cologne for you people. I'm just doing it for that bitch at church. good lord Lord. yeah your your intro got me i think that's like the first i think that's the first time ever i haven't been able to do my (laughs) oh yeah i thought of that like five minutes before we got together (laughs) so ridiculous (laughs) <laughs> well, I, yeah. I had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, the first episode of Well, That Was Weird podcast at home edition. Um, one yeah. fun fact here is uh, we started figuring out how to record remotely. Uh, so I'm at home. Chance is at home. Uh, <laughs> I can hear Chance fine. He hears me uh, as a <laughs> mythical beast, um, possibly an ogre is what we've been calling this uh for whatever reason this uh system is pitch shifting my voice down so only he can hear me very low uh, but when you hear this i should i should sound fine so yeah uh he actually from from the way i hear him he sounds like in those like true crime shows when they interview somebody and they're all in like shadowy and you can't their voice is all messed up I tried for many years to get out of the gang, but they beat me relentlessly. They wouldn't let that's, me go. That's I had exactly to hide my family. what it sounds like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so good. They put me in a dark room and told me to put on women's underwear, and they beat me with bats. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Oh. Well, uh, we hope that you've all uh, been staying safe uh, during these quarantines. Uh, the coronavirus is still running rampant. Uh, the idiots of our nation are f- protesting to try to get the uh, everything <laughs> opened back up early, which is stupid. We're gonna we have a couple stories relating to coronavirus, but we generally want to keep the topic off of that just to keep the positivity going. Uh, Give everybody a, a good break from all of that shit. You hear about it enough. So yeah, we're going to give you a whole bunch of weird stuff today. Um, yeah, for real. Uh, I did see one thing is uh, yesterday there was like two to three hundred people protesting in downtown Las Vegas to to oppose what? Governor Sisolak's uh, stay at home order. Uh, biggest surprise for me. I didn't know we had that many Scientologists in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Oh, that bunch was of, good. Yeah, a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so uh, we we've we have uh, come up with a lot of really great stories for this episode since it's our first one back in like a month. Um, so, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna get pretty weird with it. So uh, should we start yeah. out? How should we start? Like, do we, we want to do tame? Because the first one I've got. Um, relating to the music uh, article, pretty gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> let's just uh, uh, let's see. How about uh, let's let's start this out uh, by discussing one of the possible causes of coronavirus real quick before we mm. move on from other things. Yeah. Um. So. Anyways, here we go. Uh, so if any of you are familiar with Pat Robertson, he's the he's that old dude that looks like the Crypt Keeper, but he's on um, <laughs> he's on the 700 Club. <laughs> Turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 13. <laughs> God. Uh, so anyways, um, amazing. He is blaming uh, the coronavirus on, quote, oral sex and lady chemicals. All of which are plausible, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Oral sex and lady chemicals. I really want to know what, like, who the fuck came up with lady chemicals? <laughs> uh, if you want to read, the, here's the actual quote from him. It says, this is a quote from Pat Robertson. And that this was a, an appearance on his TV show. Says some of these youngins are doing all kinds of unnatural things with their sex organs. Said Robertson. Yeah, like when people them in do that, <laughs> they trans- <laughs> when, when people do that, they transfer all kinds of chemicals from ladies' private parts, and that's where I think the virus came from. We never had this kind of thing when I was growing up, but no one was committing oral sex back then. <laughs> No one was committing oral sex. <laughs> God. Uh, he also he also previously blamed 9-11 on witches and lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite theory. Oh, can you imagine if Alex Jones was just like fucking in his big news thing he's got going on with InfoWars? Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Alex Jones here. The witches and the lesbians cost 9 11. <laughs> They're coming out of the mountains bringing their voodoo. 69 at each other. And they brought those plates down on those poor people. Turning the frogs gay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Witches and oh, lesbians. Man. Oh my god. That is amazing. Um can we can we make a t-shirt that says witches and lesbians cause 9/11? Is it too soon for that? Nah. <laughs> I kind of want that on a t-shirt though. I do too. Like I don't know if I'd like, wear it out in public. Gi- <laughs> giant letters that say know the truth. <laughs> 9-11 on the back by witches and lesbians. <laughs> oh, God. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah, that, that definitely, especially when he started his thing as like youngins these days yep. or whatever, like that immediately discredits anything he's about to say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> when okay. you say that, you're just like, oh, there's that old fool that we just have to put up with. Yep, Exactly. Uh, since we're talking about uh, lady chemicals, I think you, I think you had a story from right here in Las Vegas about how how a, a local business is handling this lockdown. Yeah, so the uh, uh, local business right here in our uh, home of Las Vegas, uh, a strip club, uh, is advertising coronavirus-free drive-through shows. I know at the beginning <laughs> of the episode we're like we're not going to talk about coronavirus, but this is too fucking good. We're, so <laughs> we're getting it, we're getting it out of the way early, and then yeah, we're, we're getting on. it out of the way. Uh, so a local uh, <laughs> local place here called Little Darlings is advertising coronavirus-free lap dances. Um, now, I've never been to a strip club uh, in Las Vegas before, um, but from what <laughs> I understand, Little Darlings is not a nice one. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least the people I've talked to that have been like, yeah, I've gone to Little Darlings. They're always like, oh, I've gone to Little Darlings. Like, never, you don't say it with confidence from... <laughs> From what I gather, um, I think I think it's more of a shameful thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> this is uh, this is the inside hook. Uh, an article by Kayla. Uh, her name's Kibby. 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 Uh, it says, okay. "Remember, remember the drive-in movie theater? Well, Las Vegas uh, strip joint, Little Darlings, wants to recreate that magic, except with more nudity. And instead of everyone just being really jazzed about owning cars because it's the fifties." Everyone's really terrified of contracting a viral illness because it's 2020 and the pandemic is sweeping the nation. The Sin City Strip Clubs closed in response to Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak's 30-day shutdown order to combat the spread of the virus. Little Darlings has turned to drive-up window strip shows. <laughs> I, I've, I haven't looked it up. I really want to know like what it's like, though. Like I Honestly, like I asked my wife, I'm like, do you want to go look at this? Like I'm honestly curious. <laughs> Uh, in need an to attempt, do it for science. Yeah, yeah, for science and boners. In an attempt to keep, <laughs> keep the tits, I just feel like it'd be super awkward to just, just be like, all right, here's 20 bucks. Like, no, like, okay, just drive around. And uh, there's just some girl <laughs> just dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is too awkward. I just have to just leave. 
So they've turned to the drive-up window strip shows in an attempt to keep dancers employed and customers entertained through the pandemic. Guests can drive up to the front door, and we're going to have dancers separated by six-foot separation rule. They're hey, following the law. And they can enjoy hey. a totally nude show right from the seat of their car. Wait, isn't that public nudity at that point? Mm, I, well, are there even really public nudity laws like in parts of Vegas? I think so, yeah. I mean, it has to be in an establishment, I guess. So, I mean, if they're at the front door, maybe not? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, the Ryan Carlson, director of operations, said this for Little Darlings. <laughs> um, he said, beginning at 8 p.m. Saturday, customers can enjoy the 10-minute drive-up shows for $100. <laughs> Good Lord. 10 minutes, 100 bucks. Uh, Carlson seemed optimistic that the new approach to strip shows in the age of coronavirus would continue to attract the club's usual volume of patronage. As funny as it sounds, Little Darlings has been around for 30 years and pretty much sell out almost every night of the week. Can you sell out at a strip club or you just go to capacity, I guess? I guess. Uh, uh I don't know if I would want to go to a strip club that was at capacity. I just feel like being crammed mm. into a, into a place where a bunch of old weird dudes are just staring at naked women is not a fun time yeah, for me that's a good point uh <laughs> so, they, they also offered free hand sanitizer to patrons too well we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get a little bit into the hand sanitizer in a second uh so he told the outlet oh, yeah. it probably won't be any busier than normal because as i said we kind of reach capacity oh, okay yeah he says we reach capacity every night anyway Little Darlings will also be hosting a drive-through nude hand sanitizer wrestling show on Saturday, <laughs> which is probably pretty much what it sounds like. Earlier this month, the club also attracted attention for handing out free bottles of hand sanitizer to all its customers. And this article has the advertisement of a girl looking—I uh, don't—I don't even know. She's looking over <laughs> her shoulder, and it says "Nightly Shows Triple X Nude Hand Sanitizer Wrestling." <laughs> Uh, it might I seem silly, it. but we take health of our guests very seriously. Manager Leanna okay. DePoint previously told Las Vegas Review Journal, being the most popular adult club in Las Vegas, we have to ensure the show will go on. As coronavirus shutdown, uh, nation, shuts, shutdowns nationwide continue to threaten the livelihoods of sex workers and nightlife industry employees, the club is still committed to making sure the show goes on. America is a free country, Carlson said in a statement. And strippers will continue to be part of the fabric of American life. Hell yeah. Lord. All right. Yeah. Man. Um, okay. Well, you know, strippers are doing their part. Yeah. You know, let so. them let them. Hey, do their man, thing. they gotta make a living and dudes love boobs. So all right. <laughs> um so I have a I have a story here that is coming out of uh, Eugene, Oregon. Mm, have we talked and, about Eugene um, before? I feel like not. I don't think so. Um, so I, I'm just gonna. The original title was really long, but I feel like it gives away too much. So I'm just okay. gonna read the shortened version of the title, and then we're gonna we're gonna get into this. This happened uh, April sixth, I guess. April fifth, April sixth, somewhere in that range. Uh, this comes from KEZI.com, which is, I don't know, nine news for Eugene, Oregon. And it says a man was arrested after a fire breaks out at a U-Haul. Okay. A raging fire broke out last night at the U-Haul on River Road. But police say the story behind how the fire got started is even flashier than the flames themselves. Good Lord. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is by Emma Withrow. She says, a raging fire broke out last night at the U-Haul on River Road, but police say how the story the story behind how the fire got started is even flashier than the flames themselves. Sergeant Stotts with the Eugene <laughs> Police Department said this all started with a dispute between a man and a woman in the U-Haul parking lot. Stotts said the man was in a vehicle and threw a lit, <laughs> lit firework at the woman standing outside the vehicle. Jesus Christ. While she ducked for cover, the firework then burst into sparks and the man drove away. Unbeknownst to the man and woman, a thief was underneath one of the other U-Hauls stealing gas. <laughs> what? <laughs> sparks from the fireworks flew near the gasoline and four of the U-Hauls burst into flames with the thief catching on fire as well. 
<laughs> so he didn't know. He was just like, take this bitch, and then threw a fire- firecracker. And it blew up, and everybody was like, oh, what a crazy guy. But underneath this truck, some dude was on fire. <laughs> Yeah, the gasoline thief and the woman both ran from the scene with the thief running away with his pants and sleeves on fire. What the fuck? Police said once they arrived, the owner of the U-Haul showed up and was able to pull the security footage, which depicted the scene described above. There actually is security footage of it if you care to look it up. No Um, way. Stott said the footage was clear enough for them to see the license plate of the man who threw the firework, and they were able to arrest the man at his home nearby before the fire was completely cleared. Uh, he's been charged with reckless endangering criminal mischief, and I believe that's it for right now, said Stott. <laughs> <laughs> As for the gasoline it. thief that was on fire, the police were not able to locate him. <clears throat> They did speak to the woman who the man threw the firework at, but police say that she didn't want to be involved any further in the investigation. <laughs> Two of the U-Haul vehicles were a total loss out of the four that were that were caught on fire. Hmm. Yeah. God, that yeah, story just got wilder as it went. I couldn't... I mean, it started out just with people arguing, and then the guy throws a firecracker, which is a little crazy on its own, and then a dude catches on fire in four U-Hauls blow up basically god (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ so i uh i just saw this pop up uh okay just randomly um apparently there's a guy from new zealand uh just completely off topic but there's a guy from new zealand whose license his legal name is the wizard what he is a (laughs) magician (laughs) Magician, politician, and comedian, apparently, um, in New Zealand. And this is a, just like a, a post that someone put. And there's pictures of him in a wizard hat, like throwing up wizard, like Emperor Palpatine hands. Uh, it says there's a man legally known as the wizard who is an educator, comedian, magician, and politician. Some of his political ideas include abolishing old-fashioned gender roles, <laughs> traveling to find, quote, center of the universe. And replacing <laughs> God and the church with wizardry and the World Wide Web. <laughs> Good Lord. I want to join his church. <laughs> his license reads like it's backwards, like the name. So it just says Wizard The. <laughs> <laughs> it says, someone said, this is the wizard. Reblog in 35 seconds to reveal the secrets of the center of the universe and abolish old fashioned gender roles. Can we get him on the podcast? I fucking hope we can. Uh, someone said not only is his legal name the wizard, so he can appear on his driver's license, but he's actually, literally, officially the wizard of New Zealand and was appointed to that role by Prime Minister Mike Moore in 1990. Good Lord. New Zealand has a wizard. I love it. Can yeah, we, we have gotta... one of those? <laughs> we need to start our church of wizardry here. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Love All it. Right. Okay. Um and now I had I had an article I wanted to get into. This is actually from it was actually from a month or so ago, but you know, everything started going crazy around here. But oh yeah. You know, uh dildos no 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 time constraints. So let's get no, into it. Dildos are eternal and <laughs> there's no escaping them. <laughs> So this comes from the Metro UK. Um, And here's the headline. Flock of seagulls have a great time playing with a massive dildo. And this is... (laughs) The band? Like the the band flock of seagulls? No, like actual seagulls. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, I'm just imagining like... And then like just dildos like flopping around. Just... (laughs) Just making dildo no. noises. I don't know. <laughs> dildo noises. Is that a thing? Um, You're doing good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, this says a wildlife conservation photographer visited a closed beach to snap birthing seals, <laughs> but ended up documenting some seagulls playing with a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lee Warner captured the quote funniest plastic pollution story ever when she noticed the seabirds playing with the sex toy 
The 35-year-old said the birds kept playing with the dildo for several minutes, flying above uh, La Jolla Beach in California until one of them eventually flew off with it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she said there were about a dozen juvenile Western gulls playing with the plastic pollution fake penis. They were tossing it to one another, playing keep away, and then flying around the beach with it. <laughs> what the fuck? Can you imagine the person that lost? Oh, there's a picture? There's tons of pictures because she's a photographer, so she snapped all these pictures. Hold on. I got to look it up. But can you imagine the person that (laughs) lost that? Like, was it just chilling on a balcony where they were like, oh, I forgot something in the house. Like, let me leave my dildo on the fucking porch or something. And these seagulls. I just I sent you the link. I sent you the link in the chat for the recording. Oh god. So you can see these pictures, but <clears throat> yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. Um Oh my fucking god. <laughs> she said I could tell that what they had wasn't food, and when I got a closer look, I realized what it was. The beach is currently closed for harbor seal pupping season, but because the beach is closed, many of the b- birds enjoy spending time on it since they don't have to deal with human disturbances. I'm um, just like what if they eat it? <laughs> well, she said at the end, this was a quote. She said, all I have to say about this is remember what ends up in the ocean ends up in the mouths of wildlife. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause seagulls will, uh, they'll fucking gulp down some <laughs> like fish whole. So yeah, they got no problem taking down a girthy beast like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that that was. You think they thought actually. it was a creature, and they were like trying to assert dominance over this dildo? Um, they were like, "Give in to our seagull ways." Maybe, yeah, they were like attacking it or whatever, and just throwing it back and forth to try to like impose authority on it. I think it's hilarious that they flew off with it because you know at some point they're gonna drop it, <laughs> and yeah. somebody's <laughs> just gonna be walking around and get fucking get bonked on the head with a dildo. Grab the like, kids, it's raining dildos. <laughs> See, we can't call the episode It's Rain and Dildos because then we won't Fuck. be able to promote it. That's true, yeah. We talk a lot <laughs> about dildos in the show. Well, yeah, we one of our one of our episodes. Because no like, one else I, will. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do it. Um, well, yeah, remember one of our episodes we actually shopped online for sex toys? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Got mine last good. week. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it like there was like a... Master Sword dildo. The Master like Sword one I would definitely buy if I did buy one. <laughs> Just to have. Like, fucking people come over and they're like, hey, man, let's party. Like, cool, we're going to bust out this Master Sword dildo. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone broke into your house and you're like, get out, and just start swinging the Master Sword dildo at them? I think legally, like, I, they'd just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> like, Oh my god! Yeah, I, I don't Link, think I, I wish. I wish Link had a fucking catchphrase. <laughs> it's dangerous than, to yeah, go alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. <laughs> dildo. Take this and that. <laughs> and that. <laughs> flap flap flap. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, did you have any other stories? Oh, I think you had a, a pretty crazy one. We we have two stories of murder and mayhem for you. Yeah, one was uh, one of these murder stories was definitely intentional. The other was not intentional, but it had a higher kill count. <laughs> so if anyone's keeping score, <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm gonna read this. Uh, this this was pr- reported by several <laughs> news outlets, but. Um, this this takes place. Uh, this is uh, not technically close to home, but in the uh, in the metal community. So Chance and I are very familiar. Uh, this is from metalinjection.com. dot uh, com. This is an article by uh, Robert Pasbani uh, from April fourth, twenty twenty. Designer of the Dragon Force logo is accused of disemboweling his eighty year old father. What the fuck? This dude looks like. Uh, Woody Harrelson from that, what's that movie, <laughs> the fuck, the one where he's got the Natu- red glasses on, Natural Born Natural Killers. Natural Born yeah. Killers. Yeah. So, wow. uh, 
and I'm probably going to butcher some of these because uh, he's French, I think. So a lot of this is okay. a little, little hard for me. But before today, uh, Jean Pascal, or JP uh, Fournier, uh, was known for his illustration work, designing logos and cover art for artists such as Dragon Force, Aventasia, Immortal, Ed Guy, is it Ed Guy? Ed Guy? Uh, Imperial Triumphant, and others. Now, though, he will be known for being arrested earlier this week for allegedly killing and disemboweling his 80-year-old father, also Jesus named Jean, Jean-Paul Fournier. Uh, French what newspapers report... Yeah, dude, that it, it gets wilder. Uh, report that the remains of the 80-year-old Jean-Paul was found on Wednesday after being alerted by relatives. His wife, an elderly sick woman, was upstairs when the body was discovered. He was disemboweled and then shot in the head with an arrow. Holy shit. Disemboweling shot in the head? Yeah, if the disemboweling wasn't enough, then he was like, I'm going to shoot you in the head with a fucking arrow. God damn. You double tapped. And of course, it's France. He had a fucking like bow. <laughs> if this was America, it would have been like he was knived with a machete or something and then shot with like a clock. Like, no, in a foreign country, it's disemboweled with, like, a fucking coat hanger and shot in the head <laughs> with, a, with a crossbow. Good Lord. Was it a crossbow uh, or was it, like, like an old-fashioned longbow? I don't, I don't think it... I hope... Well, I don't... I'm sorry this man lost his life, but I really hope it was a longbow just to make this better. Uh, I don't think it... I don't think it, it ever reveals what the actual murder weapons were. Um, oh, okay. It says the, the next day... Uh, Jean Pascal attempted to, uh, or he tried to die uh, by suicide by jumping off of a bridge uh, into the uh, uh, River in the town of Saint Martin uh, de Cher in the suburbs Jesus. of Grenoble. He was not successful. Police were called, and he was arrested and not injured. According to Metal Sucks, uh, his credits include Dragon Force's logo, the cover of their 2003 debut, Valley of the Damned, covers of Immortals' 1999 and 2000 albums, At the Heart of Winter and Damned in Black, uh, Ed Guy's Mandrak, and Hellfire Club, uh, Impaled Nazarene, uh, Nile, or not Jesus. Nile. No, what's the N-I-H-I-L? Nihil. Nihil? Uh, yeah, Nihil. the the latter of which uh, features children of Bodum's Alexi Leo. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, both of Avantasia's yeah. metal operas, Celador's uh, logo, the cover of their 2006 debut, Entry Deception. Both the logo and three album covers for Unleash the Archers, Behold the Devastation, and Demons of the Astro Waste. So, uh, in a 2019 interview with Metal and Rock for Life, Jean Pascal admitted that even an established illustrator will find it difficult to make ends meet financially and confessed that he had given up trying to make a living exclusively with his art. Okay. So then, so then he disemboweled and shot his dad. I guess he was, maybe he was just depressed and I mean, there's no reason to disembowel somebody, but maybe his dad was an asshole. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe so. Okay. Still not um, a reason to disembowel somebody. <laughs> no, no, I know plenty of assholes, but you know, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to disembowel any of them anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of want to, but yeah, you know. Okay. Um. So, uh, going on the whole uh, topic of murder and mayhem here. Um. Since we have Earth Day coming up this week, actually, it's tomorrow, isn't it? Earth Day is the twentieth. Is it the twentieth or twenty second? I hope it's on four twenty. Oh my god. Um. I think Has it, it been on 420 on. every year? I think so. No. I'm no, never, never mind. Now. Never mind. It's April 22nd. Oh, okay. Okay, Close. so it's Wednesday, April 22nd. But since we have Earth Day coming up, uh, a little bit of history about Earth Day, because this actually happened a long time ago, but it's not very well known. So uh, there's a there's a famous photo from, one of, from the first Earth Day rally in uh, April 22nd, 1970. And there's like this dude standing at a podium holding up the peace sign in front of all these people. And this story is called Behind the Photo That Made People Think Earth Day Was Founded by a Convicted Killer. Okay. And this comes from Time Time Magazine, um, <clears throat> written by Olivia uh, Waxman. And 
we're talking about the history of Earth Day, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, one of the actual creators of environmentalists, whatever, for Earth Day was a U.S. senator named Gaylord Nelson. Hell yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, even so, some confusion remains over who actually founded Earth Day and whether, as one headline put it, an Earth Day co-founder killed his girlfriend and composted her body. No, that is true, right? Yeah, that's actually true. Okay. <clears throat> the confusion is thanks in part to the photo above, which shows a man standing at the podium for Philadelphia's 1970 Earth Day observations. The man in the photo photo is Ira Einhorn, who in the 1960s and early 70s was known as an academic expert on the counterculture movement. While teaching at his, at his alma mater, the University of Pennsylvania, he once repeatedly broke out multiple joints, stripped naked, and danced <laughs> in the classroom. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, he was one of those types, this was a quote from him, that he said, a little more hugging could do Harvard a lot of good. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, uh, yet a decade later, Einhorn went from being known as a peace-loving hippie to being known as, quote, the unicorn killer. The unicorn to... killer? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. It's because his last name is Einhorn, which means one horn in German, so unicorn. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <clears throat> on March 28, 1979, a homicide detective discovered the body of Helen Maddox rotting in a heap of newspaper and styrofoam packing material in a, tr in a trunk in Einhorn's home 18 months after she had gone missing. Einhorn, who had dated Maddox, said it was all a setup organized by sinister forces due to his anti-war activism. <laughs> He fled the country just days before his trial was set to begin in 1981, but was, but was tried in absentia and found guilty of murder in 1993. Uh, after being on the run in Europe for more than 15 years, he was extradited to the U.S. to be con convicted by a jury of, of first-degree murder in 2002 and sentenced to life in prison. So they, they had the trial without him being present. Yeah. Hey, they can do that if, if you fucked up bad enough. Shit. So, and the whole reason why people even thought of his association, the rumors about his association with, with Earth Day, is because um, there was a book written about him in 1988 makes the case that he, he was the one who planned, directed, and emceed the entire event, even though that's not true. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so, either way... Uh, just a, your little bit of Earth Day trivia for you for this yeah. week. Jesus. Way, way to bring down Earth Day. <laughs> uh, so, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going to go from there. And by the end of the episode, we're going to be talking about ass magic. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, uh, uh, I guess we can next, continue. <laughs> yeah. Next, uh, we were going to get into our little upper statesman segment here. Well, uh, where uh, we're going to. We're going to check in with Florida man and New Mexico man and Kentucky and. Well, yeah. uh, uh, do we want to uh, do we want to do this uh, this last murder story? Yes, actually, we do. Yeah, I'm so... always down for murder stories. <laughs> actually, how much time we have? We're, well, we got plenty of time. Okay, so I'm going to bring you one more here. Um, okay, <laughs> this is from Russia. So awesome. Uh, Peta, Petapixel, I guess, is the article. Um, this is from March 4th, 2020, but three were killed after dry ice was used for a visual effect at an Instagram influencer's party. <laughs> oh, boy. <Okay>. All right. <laughs> so, a Russian Instagram influencer's birthday party left three attendees dead and seven in intensive care last Friday after the party's host tried to, quote, create an impressive steam show by dumping 55 pounds of dry ice into an indoor swimming pool. Holy shit. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> According to the Moscow Times in, uh, Instagram influencer, uh, Ekaterina Dedinko was celebrating yes. her 29th birthday at a pool and sauna complex this past Friday when her husband, 32-year-old uh, Valentin Dedinko, dumped huh. 55 pounds of dry ice into the pool to create dramatic quote, visual effect. Okay. 
You can see the moment. Yeah. You can see the moment when the dry ice was unloaded into the pool uh, in the Russian news report. Uh, Dry ice is frozen carbon dioxide, which uh, sublimates into CO2 gas at room temperature and pressure. A reaction that's okay. accelerated when the dry ice is placed in water, um, which you know gives the effect that we all know. It's commonly used by photographers and visual effects artists to create a fog effect, but it can be dangerous to handle without proper safety precautions and can lead to huh. carbon dioxide poisoning if used too liberally in an enclosed space. This is what appears to have happened at the bathhouse. They did it in an enclosed area, 55 oh, pounds man. of this shit. Like, Love it. You see what all these YouTubers do when they're like, oh, let's dip Oreos and like, you know, like dry ice or whatever, or, uh, you know, like all this shit. Like, yeah. Like, okay. Like, ooh, a small effect. Like Love 55 it. pounds of that <laughs> in an enclosed room. According to the original reports out of Russia, uh, people began fainting like almost immediately after the dry ice was <laughs> dropped into the pool. Two attendees, uh, Natalia Monakova and uh, Yuri Alvarov, both 25 years old, were pronounced dead at the scene while Valentin Dodinko and seven others were rushed to a hospital with various levels of poisoning and chemical burns. And I think I read another article where they were saying that some of the, like, as soon as he dumped this in there, everybody's like, woo, yeah. And then they jumped in the fucking pool, which basically (laughs) was just a, a... carbon dioxide prison at this point so like as soon as they jumped in it was like there's no oxygen and they're just immediately <laughs> pass out uh 32 year old Dodinko died at the hospital four party goers are still hospitalized according to the most recent reports uh dry ice should always be handled with thermally insulated gloves or preferably tongs and it should never be used to create fog effects on a poorly ventilated area normal no. uh Normal breathable air consists of approximately 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, and only 0.035% carbon dioxide. But the level of CO2 in the air can become dangerous when it reaches as little as 0.5%. So, 55 pounds. He fucked it. (laughs) Wow. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Um, Yeah, let's... uh, Yeah, they're fucking everything up for everybody. Uh, let's uh, let's get into um, this whole segment of upper statesmen here. We we really um, need like an audio clip we can put here, like. Yes, we do. That's a good idea. It's a wonderful idea, and I love it. So, we have New Mexico. Throwing their hat in the ring. Uh, we we always have Kentucky here for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why Kentucky is Yeet. always here. <laughs> <Yeet>. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm actually just going to kind of get this started uh, with New Mexico, my home state. Um, now this uh, this story it actually comes from Fox News. Um. Fuck off, Fox News. They're bothering me about ads. (laughs) Um, Anyways, okay. Uh, New Mexico man, angered by not qualifying for his stimulus check, tried to set his wife on fire, police Mm. allege. That's a normal thought we've all had, right? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so facts about coronavirus. Under the new uh, CARES Act, you are legally allowed to set a loved one on fire if you do not (laughs) receive a check. (laughs) Uh, we're, says we're blaming new... China. It's China's fault. <laughs> a New Mexico man tried to set his disabled wife on no. fire. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because he was angry, he didn't qualify for his stimulus check. Oh God, was she in a wheelchair? She couldn't get away. Uh, it says cops arrested Joe Macias, sixty-three, this past Wednesday after he got into an argument with his wife and allegedly began dousing her with gasoline. Oh fuck! He's like, all you do is lay there all day, Margaret. She's like, I'm immobile. I can't. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> this gets <laughs> this gets so crazy. Okay. Um, the wife told police that Macias had come home around five p.m. with a four pack of beer. Quote, upset because he didn't qualify for his stimulus check. Wait, does Macias, it say why he didn't qualify? No. 
Like he says just... Macias threw threw gas on his wife and in their mobile home. Police said so. Okay, mobile home. The wife told officers <laughs> that Macias pulled out a cigarette and tried to light it several times, but was unsuccessful because gasoline was on the lighter. So he was just being so, reckless. Yeah, it says uh, police said officers later found Macias walking down the street wearing gasoline-soaked clothes. Um, officers also discovered the woman with her hair and pajamas soaked in gasoline on the floor inside a nearby trailer. Um, so very Macias was... Yeah, was charged uh, with attempted murder, kidnapping, and aggravated battery against a household member. Um, so yeah, there you go. God. People are getting fucking. Don't nuts. qualify. I think the only way you don't qualify is one if you make a lot of money, uh, like too much money. Yeah. Um, but even then, aren't they still getting something? Like they're just getting less. But yeah, I don't. I don't really you, know all the details of all that. I think the main reason you wouldn't qualify is if you didn't file your taxes or you owe. So most likely he owed. Yeah, that, that probably probably why. Yeah. Um. God. So you, uh, I do have a couple more that I want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um. Now the work we're going back to Florida here. Um. Now I have a. I'm going to give you the choice on which story you want to hear next. Okay. Um, would you like to hear about porn-filled Easter eggs or a guy who bought a ghost town to be trapped there? Oh God, they're both so good. Let's do let's do porn-filled <laughs> Easter eggs first. Porn-filled Easter eggs. Okay, yeah, that's that's a good choice. Okay, here we go. Porn-filled Easter eggs. Now this is a Florida woman. Uh, this comes from WFTV nine ABC. So I don't know exactly where this is. Flagler County, Florida. Uh, it says Flagler County woman placed 400 pamphlets and porn-filled Easter eggs and strangers' mailboxes. Deputies say. Okay, and 400? it says 400. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Flagler County deputies arrested a woman they said placed Easter eggs with explicit images in strangers' <laughs> strangers' mailboxes. Deputies were alerted to the behavior of 42-year-old Abril Sestoni. Wednesday evening after they received multiple calls that she was allegedly placing the eggs in mailboxes. She later admitted to placing the images in the mailboxes and said she was, quote, educating people, according to the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. On what? Um, let's see if it says down here. Okay, here we go. Let's keep going down. Uh, our this is a quote uh, from the sheriff our team did a great job in tracking this deranged defender down and taking her into custody deranged she's putting porn in your mailbox like it's not the worst (laughs) she could be putting like human shit in there she's not she's putting naked people (laughs) it gets pretty crazy about what she's putting in the eggs though (laughs) I shouldn't be quick to defend this lady again (laughs) <laughs> it says investigators said Sestoni told them she gave out more than 400 pamphlets recently the eggs were found to have a cracker in the shape of a fish so a goldfish cracker <laughs> one sheet of toilet paper a powdered orange drink mix and a crumbled up piece of paper containing porn <laughs> <laughs> what that's the most random shit ever <laughs> One sheet of toilet paper, like tang mix or Kool Aid, <laughs> <laughs> a goldfish, and porn. Just a single goldfish? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> if she was just putting an egg with like a single like picture of a naked person or something, that'd be funny. Now it's just, it's gotten into that weird weird territory. Oh my god. Yeah, um she was charged with 11 counts of distributing obscene material and additional charges may be pending as the investigation continues. Jeez. <laughs> That's wild. A single piece of toilet paper. <laughs> oh man. Uh so did you have a story about Kentucky? I did, yeah. Um so <laughs> This is from Newsweek. A Kentucky man who tested positive for coronavirus is now guarded at home by police after he refused to quarantine. 
Good Lord. This is an article by uh, Coletta Rahman. On, uh, this was March 17th. A Kentucky man who tested positive for the new coronavirus is being guarded by police after he refused to quarantine. The 53-year-old patient tested positive at the University of Louisville, but left against medical advice, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir said in a news release. The Lincoln Trail District uh, Health Department asked the man to self-quarantine. So they, they asked him to do this, like, hey, man, Stay at home for two weeks or whatever, like everybody else. The man is now being kept at home in Nelson, the law enforcement officer posted outside his home, Bashir said, according to the Lexington Herald leader. Quote, it's a step I'd hoped I'd never have to take, but we can't allow one person who we know has the virus to refuse to protect their neighbors. We've got to make sure that people who have tested positive that we know could be spreading this virus simply refuse to do the right thing, do the right thing. Bashir's office has uh, has been contacted for additional comment. Um, but the leader reported that Nelson County Judge Executive Dean Watts declared a state of emergency to invoke a statute that allows him to force this quarantine. Okay. So. Good Lord. You guys crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It says, as of 4 p.m. Eastern on Monday, which was this was several weeks ago, the state had a total of 22 positive cases total of 317 have been tested in the state, uh, which I'm sure that number is probably fucking doubled at this point. Well, yeah, because that was from March, right? Yeah, because yeah, because it says there are more than 4,600 cases of in COVID in the U.S. I'm like, now we're at what, like 300,000 or something? Yeah, something crazy something like that. Ridiculous. So, um, well, I have a story here. It's a little long, uh, but it's uh, this comes from Insider. Now, this is about a Florida man. Uh, okay. Um, he bought, after buying an entire abandoned ghost town in California, a Florida man is stuck out there now due to a snowstorm. That sucks. And, <laughs> yeah, this was posted two days ago on Insider uh, by Matthew Wilson. Um <clears throat> So in 2018, a guy named Brent Underwood purchased an abandoned mining town in California. Um, and because of the whole pandemic and the snowstorm, he's been living there alone for the past month in his own personal ghost town. So it is trapped in there in the snowstorm. Uh, and it basically sounds like like the book The Shining, you know, getting snowed in at a... He's just getting creepy... fucking crazy out there, like seeing ghosts and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like seeing um, cowboys walk around. He bought the entire ghost town for one point four million. I feel like that's a lot. Like for a ghost town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it? Did it say? Is it like a small ghost town? Like, there's only a couple buildings, or it used to be California's largest mining town, but it has been a hundred. It has been abandoned for a hundred years after the silver mines dried up. It used to have 5,000 people that lived there. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the town has a long and, quote, bloody history. Oh, hell yeah. It's 5,000 residents were left to their own devices by law enforcement since it's three hours outside <laughs> of L.A. Oh, God. Yeah, at one point, the town averaged around one murder a week. <laughs> nice. And miners used to put sandbags in their bunks to stop stray bullets during the night while they were sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like we don't even have like windows we just cover them with sandbags uh yeah um so the snowstorm trapped this dude there and he said this guy he said quote i'm a florida boy so a couple feet of snow to me is something else so uh when we got up to four or five or six feet and it's on the banks of the road that's a recipe for dwindling su supplies so, Wait, when uh, when was this article from that you read? This article was just from a couple days ago. Okay, because I, I was Googling it, and I just see, like, from, like, yesterday, I guess. So I'm like, damn, yeah. he's still out there, but if yeah, it's a new article. Yeah, he's still out there. Yeah. Sucks. Um, I hope he has, like, uh, food uh, and stuff. It's not like... It says, apparently, by walking around the town today, this guy is constantly reminded of his violent past. There's bullet holes in the walls, blood stains on the floor of the saloon, and a cemetery filled with the graves of hundreds of miners. Oh my god. And, and he's he's in this town by himself with all these dead people. So obviously he has like 
supplies though, right? Because I mean, like he's able to talk to people about it. Like they know he's I out guess, there. I guess, yeah. Uh, he's staying at the Bellshaw house, which is has two bedrooms and a bathroom, but no running water. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, oh, it, there's actually a the building that he lives in. There's a mine underneath it, and thirty miners got trapped and died down there, and they're Fuck. still down there. <laughs> oh, the bodies are still down there. Yeah, yeah. They didn't ever. They could never get them out. <laughs> that is horrifying. If I were him, though, I would. I would probably go exploring. Like honestly, like. <laughs> But apparently he's um, running low on supplies because the closest grocery store is over 30 miles away. And he can't get out, right? Yeah, heavy snow has blocked blocked the roads. Uh, he said he's currently eating his way through his supply of rice, beans, and canned soup. God. I, uh, I do see that he, uh, looking at this other article, apparently he owns a hostel in, uh, or a, wait, is it a hostel or a brothel? I think it's a brothel. <laughs> Good lord. Uh yeah, he oh a hostel. Okay. Yeah, he also owns a hostel in Texas that was built in eighteen ninety two. Okay. So I guess he's just Good going lord. around buying old ass places. Where's he what does he do for a living? Where's he getting this money? I I don't know. That's a good question. So yeah, I mean he's also said he's experienced a few incidents that he can't explain. Books have fallen off shelves and no one's around. His wallet keeps getting stolen or moving around. Oh, God. <laughs> and the lights have also been turned on in buildings that are fully locked. What the shit? Uh, he says, I went in, turned them off, relocked the building, and they were turned on again that night. Just stuff I can't really explain. And it's he just uh, like, and he's by no himself. Out. Yeah, like I was about yeah. to say, no, no drifter is going to be out that far. Um, apparently the crew of the TV show Ghost Adventures once investigated this town for paranormal activity, and they believe the ghosts of two children are trapped in the closet of the house where this guy has been staying. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> all of this, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Did you, you mention the blood stains on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. That's where Tim died. <laughs> Just drug him out. Like, oh um, all right. So I want to uh, pivot here to something really, really weird. Um, Just because I just, I want to. Um, so this was an Ask Reddit question uh, about 19 days ago. But... I, I really, really enjoy this question uh, for Ask Reddit. Uh, now, this was uh, posted by the user... What the hell? Where's their username? Jorda Rico. Jorda Rico. Uh, okay, the question was, you can make whatever you want appear, like, magically, but mm -hmm. you have to pull it out of your ass. What okay. do you do? So, do you have well, any ideas? Well, depend. So, what does he mean by what do you do? Like, okay, like, just what do I want that I'm going to pull out of my butt? Yeah, like, if the, you can make anything magically disappear, but you have to pull it out of your ass. So, if I'm like, I want a new guitar, I can make it appear, but I have to pull that entire thing out of my butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so, I guess we need to get into. <laughs> What are the what are the full rules of this magic? Like, if I pull something too big, am I gonna rip myself in half? Yeah, like, you're gonna die. Okay, so it has to be within. Technically, I can pull whatever I want, but I may explode from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, um, I've taken... you know one of the, one of the top answers was a certified check for thirty million dollars. Oh yeah, that'd be See? dope. Yeah. Simple. Okay. But you have to think is it going to come out covered in shit? Yeah. Somebody would... said maybe maybe a tiny USB stick containing millions of bitcoins. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. you you have to think too like like again like what are the what are the stipulations of this? Like is it going to come out covered in dookie so do I need to be like I want 
multiple <laughs> checks for or like a you know a check for thirty million dollars, but it's inside of a small tube, <laughs> you know, because like, we've all taken monster shits. So like you have to kind of like, when was the last one you've taken? How expanded are you right now? Like, is it gonna is it gonna rip you open? Is it um, worth it? <laughs> this guy said. One inch solid gold spheres in any quantity I would like to shit out, and then maybe eggs of the same size filled with perfectly cut gems of various varieties and carrot weights. Then maybe fart out raw helium to help with the dwindling supplies around the world and make a profit. So, also, too, if it's like, okay, <laughs> if I'm like, I want to shit a solid gold egg does it appear in my stomach and have to work its way down or does it just magically appear right at the butthole and then I have to poop it out? Because if that's the case, we can get a little bit more creative because it's not passing through and the potential of death isn't as high. <laughs> so it's really just how much of a pounding can you want to take at this point? <laughs> okay. Now, are you ready for the weirdest answer that I've ever seen to a question? Yeah. Okay, uh, so this is the top answer for this um, for this question by user Delicious Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, prepare yourself. Okay. He said, "I'd love nothing more than to have a team of scientists dressed in full PPE slowly pull out a never-ending chain of colorful handkerchiefs from my ass." While I'm on my knees in full clown regalia with my face adorned with the honkiest red nose ever conceived. For days, hours, months, years, decades, this team of stunned scientists would pull more and more and more handkerchiefs, each covered in just a little bit of uncomfortable mucus or slime, of which the test results cannot confirm or deny whether it is human in origin. Like a cuckoo clock, every half hour I would give a yuck a yuck giggle and laugh while honking my clown nose at an inhuman rate what sanity hath thee left scientist after pulling my handkerchiefs for so long as the generations passed I would be kept and preserved as some grotesque abomination a thing that must be hidden but never destroyed <laughs> yet still yet still brave men and women who dare to read the redacted files and notes of yours scrawled in desperation by those driven mad Yes, these foolhardy scientists who take to my chambers and pull those handkerchiefs out once more. They will find no end to it. They will find no happiness, no satisfaction. They will only find the dull horror of the infinite. Well, we're about out of time. Uh, we're... <laughs> we really came back with a bang on this one, huh? I <laughs> uh, just love the love the mental picture of this. Jesus Christ, that is intense. <laughs> that is possibly the best answer he could have gotten. That <laughs> it was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> just preserve my body. <laughs> I'm just imagining scientists. They're like, we've been pulling for decades. There's a, they have like a machine that just constantly pulls and pulls <laughs> with mountains of handkerchiefs. <laughs> Just this bizarre uh, body of a clown. Just... <laughs> yeah. So uh, I thought we would just go super weird uh, with that one. Oh. Just to... Well, that was weird. Um, <laughs> it was. It's probably a good place to end it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good ender. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, we're back now, so we'll see you guys every week um, with new stuff for you. Yep, we're going to we continue uh, to self quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully uh this won't be too much longer. I mean, we may have a couple episodes of a couple quarantine episodes like this, but I mean, the it sounds hopeful that they're pushing for like a May 8th or like, you know, second or third week of May to reopen stuff, so. Yeah. Either way, you'll get at least two or three uh quarantine episodes. Yeah, and um I don't honestly I'm still stuck on that last thing you read. I'm kind of like in a <laughs> I think my mind is just mentally shutting down at this point. So 
Okay, well, yeah, that that definitely was weird. Um, I guess we'll uh, see you guys next week. Bye.